There's an interesting series of statements around social grants over the weekend, and you'll know there's been a big debate around a basic income grant as well. But the DA now saying it would extend the child support grant beyond the age of 18 if the person who receives it, or the parents who receive it, are still is still in school. They also want to increase the grant from 500 rand a month to 624 rand a month. Matthew Cuthbert is the head of policy for the Democratic Alliance. Matthew, good morning. Good morning, Stephen, and thank you for having me on your show. As I understand it, a social grant, a child support grant, gets paid to the parent or caregiver or guardian of a child until the day they turn 18. Why do you want to extend it beyond that? So the idea of us being able to extend the child grant is to make sure that you know children have a conducive environment to be able to complete their national senior certificate. And often, you know, due to a variety of socio-economic circumstances, people, you know, end up finishing school later than what they ordinarily would have. And that can disrupt, you know, the financial sustainability of households, particularly when these learners are still in school. So it's just important to provide that extra kind of cushion against, you know, the the challenges that uh, high school learners are facing. And that's why we put forward that particular proposal. Would there be an age at which you would stop it regardless of whether the person was still at school? Would you go to 21, for example? Yes, that's correct. So, so at the end of 21, you would say that's it? Yes, that's correct. Do you believe it would keep people in school for longer if they continue to receive the grant? Is that the incentive here? If you pay, if you stay in school, your family will get a grant? I don't necessarily believe so. And th- this is often the argument that's used for people who receive a child grant as well. I don't think that people want to be passive recipients of the state. It's just by virtue of their circumstances, the lack of opportunity and employment, that, you know, leave them with no other option but to rely on social assistance from the state. And I think that if we had an economy that was growing, if we had opportunities that were available to many more South Africans, then I don't believe that South Africans would want to be passive recipients of the state. You say you want to increase the grant, 500 rand a month now, to 624 rand a month. We know that there's huge pressure on the state's finances for lots of reasons, many reasons. Where would the extra money come from? So if you look at all of the excesses from corruption, the overinflated tenders, all of the, you know, vanity expenditure through these kinds of things that, uh, you know, governments have put in place, you know, introducing proper financial management. And also you want to create a more generous package for, you know, fewer South Africans. And the meaning of that is that you want to get more South Africans into jobs so that the social protection flow is more generous for the most vulnerable in society. So these two things are not mutually exclusive. You need a growing economy that gets people into jobs, but at the same time, you need to be able to provide a more generous social package. Okay. Um, And a basic income grant. I mean, there's a huge debate in our society around this. Do you think there should be a basic income grant? Should we keep the 350 rand uh, grant that there is sort of now? Would you keep that permanent? Would you support that? Would you make that permanent? So I think it's very difficult to walk it back considering, you know, the reliance of 9 million South Africans on the SRD grant. However, if we were to come into government, we'd have to review what the fiscal sustainability of that is to see where those savings could be drawn to try and redirect those funds. So in principle, you know, we agree that there's got to be some sort of social protection flaw. But I think that, you know, once we arrive in a position where we're able to determine if that's going to be feasible in the long term, then we'd be able to, you know, communicate a clearer position. Matthew, it seems to me that ahead of next year's elections, the basic income grant could be a massive issue. I can see parties competing with each other to have a higher grant. Are you expecting it to be a big issue next year? I do think it will be a big issue, in particular as the cost of living crisis back. I think South Africans are in a particularly difficult
situation. I think a number of South Africans are finding themselves, you know, moving further down the rungs of the ladder, finding themselves in extreme poverty. So I think it's really a hot button issue that, you know, many political parties try and touch on. But I think the key thing is that you need to be able to provide a credible offer that's costed and that is obviously affordable for the fiscal. It doesn't help that we go into an election without, you know, the necessary evidence to support these policy positions. And that's why we, we've been very clear on what our position is on the BRG to say we will review it and see how best we would be able to implement such a thing and if it would be physically sustainable. Because, you know, that it's often the case before elections that, uh, you know, extensive promises are made to voters and then unable to be followed through once the election is done. Matthew Cuthbert, thank you. The head of policy for the Democratic Alliance. Some interesting ideas. Your thoughts on that? Should we extend the basic, uh, the the social grant for children, the child support grant, uh, the basic income grant? Do you believe that it actually needs to be made permanent? Zero eight six triple zero two zero three two.